Thank you for listening to the Root Square Podcast with Alistair. 2018, just getting it started. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, Please be sure to share, subscribe, comment, like, follow the podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss the significance of a father. You know, I uh, grew up in a household where I was raised by my grandmother and my mother. Uh, The oldest, all boys. That was me. So, but father was, my father was in and out periodically when it was seen fit to him. Uh, He come around. I envied kids I grew up with who had fathers in their lives because of the fact of them being there the, just knowing that they when they come home they come home to their mother and their father I really envied that growing up and I don't know too many kids who didn't who grew up in a single home uh, who didn't think of that as well We, we we hear these we hear the saying you just never know what goes on in people's houses and that's very true and the older you get the more you get a better understanding that just because that child had both parents in their house doesn't mean that kid had both parents in that house you can be present and still not be there you can be present as far as physically but you can not be present emotionally spiritually mentally emotionally I uh, I found out later on in life with the friends I, I grew up with and was around that had those issues and I used to be like so envious of them because you know they'll be you know they you know they would be in all the sports and they would come to school with all the name brand the nice stuff when they when they had any type of game or any type of school function or anything like that they both parents would be there and it was I always thought that was great and I always told myself that I would be that way when I have children. My father was absentee. And the fact of the matter is, it's not to bash, it's just to call it for what it is. Um, He did things that he felt was out of convenience. Yeah, if he got a new girlfriend or something like that, I knew he was coming around because he got to show off that he's a good father. The perception, you know, I say it like this. <laughs> My father always had a two-door car. 
our entire childhood. Do you know what kind of message that will come across to a child when you have three boys and you got a two-seater and that's the only cars you drive? Like you're not even you're not even wanting to acknowledge that you are a father. That right there can mess with any man's psyche. Any anyone. I was so fearful of being a father because I worried so much that I would be just like him. Cause you know you 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 say you don't you you I won't be like him. I I'm, I, I refuse to be like the, the person that you can't stand the most. And I would be lying to you if I told you I that no I don't I can't stand my father. My biological I can't stand him. It's a lot of things that occurred that I will not discuss. But the but it's more so the fact of you tend to carry the traits of the person that you have the most beef with for some reason when it comes to either the mother and the father, you know? So I, I was fearful that if I had a child, I would do similar things that my father did to me. And that scared the hell out of me. Not so much now, but growing up, man, it scared the hell out of me. So I was very cautious of not having children because I didn't want to put a woman in that position to deal with me not being there emotionally, mentally, spiritually but I'm there physically because I knew I would be there physically but would I be there for my child in those other aspects that worried me because I don't know, I didn't know, and I'm still learning that how to show those type of how to how to conquer those other aspects, how to be more mentally tough, emotionally tough, uh, spiritually grounded, you know, um, emotionally together. That's something I I. I I've struggled with for a while because if you've never been shown that, then you think that the way you've been raised is the way you're supposed to be. And you find out once you become grown and you get into relationships that this is not at all how it's supposed to be. It's just not how it's supposed to be, man. Like, I honestly, my mother and my grandmother did the best they did the best they could to raise young men and the only thing a woman can do for a son for a young man is to teach him how to be the man that they will want their daughter to be with like that's the only like a woman can definitely raise a boy I just feel like she can make sure like listen you need to you need to I'm gonna teach you how to cook I'm gonna teach you how to clean I'm gonna teach you how to balance a checkbook I'm going to teach you how to learn how to budget Um, I'm going to teach you how to deal with failure 
because you're going to experience it. That's where the mental come in and the emotional. I feel like these are things that a woman can bring to the table to her son. Um, spiritually, she can she can only teach him what she knows. But at the end of the day, he's going to find out on his own what his path is spiritually. And that's really on him. And all she can do when it comes to spiritual, because, you know, that's a that's a give or take. Like you can't sit here and raise him to be a Jehovah Witness and think he's going to grow up to be a Jehovah Witness. That might not be the case for him. That, not, that might not be his his spiritual route. Uh, and he's going to have to learn that. And even even she, the daughter, like your children learn their spiritual when they become grown and they go through life changes and challenges, they find out. Now, if they decide to still do that, be in that in particular, whatever it is they grew up in, whatever religion, let that be them their choice. But you should not ever make them feel like this is what you should do. This is what you should be. Because I feel like you should always research. Everybody needs to learn how to research. And we're we're at a at a time now where we're always asking questions because now we ask a lot of questions now because we couldn't ask questions then. You could never ask your parents questions. That's grown folks talk. Well, guess what happened when we become grown? We don't know how to express ourselves. We don't know how to talk to our own children at times. Because if you don't know how to express yourself, then how can you express yourself to your children so they can be comfortable expressing themselves to you? So we're all sitting here learning. I'm watching my friends learn right in front of my eyes. Men who are physically there, making sure that their kids are well taken care of financially, got food in their stomach, clothes on their back, and a roof over their head. I sit, I watch this every day. There are also issues that they concern them that they're worried about as far as talking to their kids, expressing emotion, showing weakness, and learning how to recover, make those weaknesses into strengths. These are things that come along with having both parents in your life, and they don't have to necessarily be under the same household. They don't have to necessarily be together for it to work, for you to be a good parent. I also know of parent, uh, kids who grew up, friends that I grew up with that had parents that wasn't, were, were divorced and they still in their kids' life and made an effect in them kids' lives. So it's, it can definitely, most definitely happen. But it's so alarming when you, as a man, how our, our fathers we don't admit guilt. We don't admit shame. It takes somebody to be on their deathbed for those actions to come out, for those type of responses to come out. And it shouldn't have to get to that point. It shouldn't have to get to that point. This touches home so you know, you're just going to have to excuse the pauses because I'm learning how to on the fly. I'm learning on the fly here. 
because I've been raised in the environment I grew up in, we don't show emotion at all. Emotion is a way of showing weakness. That's what we was raised upon. But it's all about the type of emotion that you show that can be considered weak. You can't tell me that me expressing myself or talking about issues about things that concern me and I want to get better with those things are weaknesses because I'm showing that type of emotion. But I can sit up here and go and show a different type of emotion over a female and we're about to sit up here and fight over a female. We are arguing over a female. So that emotion is okay to show. But the internal issues that may bother you and that are alarming that got you to be, feel that way where you're having an argument with a friend or family member over a, a significant other, that's weakness. But arguing over a woman, that's not weakness. We got it all twisted. To me, that's weak. Me having a having a beef with you over a woman or women having a beef over with each other over a man, that's weak. That's emotions that's showing weakness, in my opinion. Because you haven't learned how to deal, how to communicate your issues that you have internally to anyone because for one, we don't, we're taught not to do that. It's a lot of damaged people out here internally. Don't, it's not all about how you look on the outside, it's, it's all about how you are on the inside. It's a lot of men being raised by their women now. And not by in the sense of, oh, I take care of him financially. A lot of women, there are a lot of girlfriends and wives that are in relationships with men that they see great potential in, but they have to do the things that that, that man's mother didn't do or that man's father didn't do, didn't provide, especially in, in the black community. It's very, 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 very important that we have both parents are in a kid's life, but just being physically there and financially there, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And you shouldn't, no parent should be praised for being there physically or financially. No parent. Because that child didn't ask to be here. So I'm going to sit up here and praise you for taking care of your kids that you decided to have, that you didn't most likely 99.9% .9 of the time, you didn't plan to have. It wasn't in the cards for you to have children at the time that you had them. Oh yeah, you're blessed and happy that you have them. But it, it wasn't, we, it's hardly ever a time where we are planning to have children. So you do not get a, a praise for being a good parent. Cause that's almost like being praised for being a good person. You know right from wrong. You don't get praised for that. Your biggest reward is how the, your children turn out from your teachings. You can only get away with so far with being there physically and financially before you have to address issues with your children that they're gonna grow up asking. They're gonna ask questions and you have to answer them. That's going to set the tone for them mentally, emotionally, spiritually. No more of that. That's grown folks talk. Talk to them now. 
Your kids got concerns and questions now. Find out what those questions and concerns are because you know why? You know they got them because you had them at that age as well. But our parents were raised in a a generation where you didn't talk. Kids were seen and not heard. Well, that doesn't work anymore because if you don't raise them, in our case, the streets raised us. Now, in our children's case, the internet will raise them. And we thought the streets, our parents thought the streets was bad for us. The internet is 10 times worse for our children to be getting taught. If these children don't know where they, who they are, they're going to start searching. And what they might be searching for might have them ending up either a part of some gang or part of some drug culture anything to be accepted because they don't know who they are. They were never told, you are this, you come from this. Be proud of who you are. If you don't show that to them, they're going to find it somewhere else and it might not necessarily be what it is that you expect them to be proud of being. And that's the concern that each and every last one of us should have, even if you have children or you don't have children, that should be a concern. That should always be a concern. It takes a village to raise a child. But it starts with the mother and the father. And the father is the leader. And what he does or what he doesn't do speaks volumes a lot more than what the mother says or don't. It's crazy, man. When 2018 and the things that always been alarming in our community, in our culture, still rings true today. Being the parent to your child is the most important thing. It's not about being your, being a friend. It's just not. You guys will grow to have a friendship when they become adults and they have real responsibilities on their own. It's too much of this buddy-buddy. I want them to like me because I didn't like my parents. Respect goes a long way. A like is just a like. And if I'm offending you, then that's what I'm doing. I won't apologize. I apologize when your parents apologize to you for all the questions that they never answered that you had to figure out the hard way. That's how we'll do that. I just, I talk to myself, I'm talking to you, but I'm yelling at myself. You are more than just a paycheck and a presence, Father. How you speak and how you carry yourself speaks a lot louder in your family did anything. I don't care if you got a son or a daughter, they are always paying attention. You are important in the household. Your presence is important, but what you do with your presence will determine how your children will turn out when they become adults and when they have children. Nobody wants a tough guy. Everybody can be tough, but you know what? Being tough costs a lot of money nowadays. So what? You can beat up everybody that comes your way. People sue now. People press charges real quick now. 
it costs a lot of money to be tough now. So instead of you sitting here blowing your money or your time into the system being in and out of jail for doing boneheaded things, how about using that money and that time to be a, a huge presence in your child's life? And mothers, your son is not your man. He is not. He's just that. He's your son. He is just that. He is your son. Your son should not ever supersede your husband in any kind of way. Well, that's my kid. That's your husband, too. And he deserves the respect and the dignity, in front, especially in front of the kids, because that sets the tone for how they become with their significant other when they become adults. Do you understand? We pay more attention to what you do than what you say. We, you can say, you say a lot. As parents, parents say a lot of things. But all we pay attention to is what we see you do. You can't tell me not to do drugs and then I see you doing them. And I'm supposed to sit up here and listen and ignore your actions. You can't tell me to respect women and you're putting your hands on women. You're cheating on my mother or whoever it is that you're with. You're being disrespectful to them in every kind of way, but you want me to listen to you tell me to be respectful to women. That doesn't always work. Hell, that hardly ever works. I used to hate that. I used to couldn't stand. I would see an OG doing something, like he could be shooting up drugs, and he'd just sit there and tell you, well, man, don't do this stuff. This stuff ain't good for you. I just watched you basically take money out of your out of your house literally pawning stuff to do what you're doing right now and you're going to tell me it's not good for me I'm paying attention more so to your actions than what you're actually shooting up in your arm your actions is why I chose not to get involved in drugs and doing them it had nothing to do with what you told me it's what I saw nobody's perfect but now that's ha that has became a crutch for a lot of people, including myself. Nobody's perfect is how you started off. Well, I'm not perfect. Nobody ever said you were. But just because you say you're not perfect doesn't mean it gives you the right to pull the stunts that you pull and try to blame it on how you was raised. We all know right from wrong. We all know right from wrong. So just because I sit here and I seen my father commit adultery doesn't mean I can do them too and say, well, this is just the way I was raised. That's an excuse that you're making because you knew it was wrong then and you know what you're doing is wrong now. And that's it. Right is right and wrong is wrong. In most cases... The presence of a father is huge. And to the ones who actually had their fathers in their lives and they showed their presence mentally, emotionally, 
spiritually, physically, as well as financially. I am so envious of you all. I really am. And I just hope that you're passing on the same things that your father showed you and taught you to your children. Because it's a beautiful thing to see. And I also know I have some friends that actually have great fathers in their lives. And you can see the impact of how they are as adults. So that's why I know that their presence of a father is key, man. It's paramount. It's paramount, man. Mothers get credit all the time, and they deserve it. After all, they carry us for nine months, and they the ones that got to deal with the pain of bringing us to this world. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and most times financially. And we appreciate you. But this is about the fathers and their presence being key. And a huge appreciation to the men that's out there who raised children that they did not help bring into this world. A huge appreciation from me to you all for taking on that responsibility when their birth father refused to. You know, it says a lot. It means a lot. It goes a long way. My biggest male role model was a man who I may have, <laughs> that man may have gave me $20 a year, and that was for Christmas. But the advice and the ear that he lended me and the way he carried himself was worth thousands of dollars. It meant a lot to me. And that was my stepfather. He held it down as a man even if we didn't agree, he respected my opinion. And he didn't do anything to try to please me or my brothers. He just carried himself in the way that he was raised, which was by his father, who's a great man as well. So I understand that there are good men out there and, that, and those good men were raised by good men as well. So the presence of a father is huge. I've seen it. And it, it meant a lot to me. He didn't do anything to try to please me and my brothers by giving us what we wanted or anything. He, he didn't do that at all, ever. He did what he's supposed to do for his own kids. He gave them what they needed financially, you know, and we didn't think nothing of it because that's, you know, we were surprised that to see a man do that for their kids. He did that, but he didn't do that for us. But he didn't have to. It wasn't his responsibility. His responsibility was to be there for us and to treat our mother with respect and dignity. And he did that. And for that, I've learned how I need to be as a husband and as a man. So, you know, a big appreciation to all the men taking care of their kids that they didn't bring into this world. And a, and a huge, huge thank you to my stepfather for being that man and later on in my life, you know, and one of my closest friends. So, shouts out to my man Shimmy holding down on the board. 
A shout out to the homie Cool Keys for the beat. Thank you all for listening and taking the time out of your day. You're listening to the Root Square Podcast with Alistair. Peace and blessings. Gone.